SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. It's time for our conversation. We are talking now to a team guest, uh, Abdullah Zulu, the project manager for the Islamic Relief SA. He is managing the KZN crisis. Abdullah, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. My pleasure. Uh, Good evening, everyone. So, Abdullah, tell us about the sort of work that you do as a project manager at Islamic Relief SA. Well, thank you very much, and good evening to all the uh, SA listeners at this point. Um, Islamic Relief um, is an independent non-governmental organization that is um, um, inspired by the Islamic faith. And uh, it's important to mention that it's interfaith in its nature. And also it's guided by the uh, values that uh, we envision um, a society where everyone um, is empowered and social obligations are made and fulfilled. But more importantly, we want people to uh, to feel the desire to respond uh, to the suffering of others so that in the end, um, one suffering becomes um, the suffering uh, for everyone and collectively we find um, solutions, lasting solutions to provide relief and assistance to the people that are, that are affected. So we've got offices in um, Johannesburg and um, um, in KZN and our head office is uh, based in uh, Cape Town. And all these um, um, field offices, uh, they run a range of um, uh, projects that are meant at uh, uplifting communities, empowering communities, and also being a vehicle of, um, of um, mercy and assistance to the people that are, are in need. Sure, it's a lot of work that you do and much needed work at that. So, uh, Abdullah, talking about the, you know, the disaster that was caused by the flooding uh, that happened in the beginning of April this year in KZN, the work that has been shown throughout social media platforms, news headlines and so on and so forth uh, is still proving that not much has reached the ground level. People are still in need of aid. Is that the case? Well, I think that um, it's important to acknowledge that the the disaster that um, that uh, I was experiencing in in um, April was one of a very uh, big magnitude uh, never seen before, um, you know, in the history of disasters, uh, particularly happening, you know, at such a short period of time, and having a multiple effect on um, different uh, sectors and uh, uh, people's lives. So indeed, um, there's a lot that needs to be done, and um, I think that thanks has to be given to the leadership, the national leadership, uh, the president for declaring the disaster an emergency. And so, um, Islamic Relief has headed that call that was made by the president for concerted, uh, you know, efforts to um, respond uh, to the, um, the disaster in terms of providing relief in the short term and the long term. But I think that uh, there's a lot of other challenges that uh, that um, are still ahead of us, the challenges to do with infrastructure, um, the damage that was caused. I think that many parts of uh, KZN are still reeling from the effects of the damage uh, that was done to a water reticulation system, 
the electricity supply um, uh, grid, you know, the roads and bridges. So to answer your question, yes, but then I think that it's important to um, to recognize a lot of work that has gone into normalizing the lives of the people that were affected. And this is an ongoing effort that is being um, spearheaded by government with uh, different uh, sectors that are responding to particular needs of um, of the affected people and, um, and the infrastructure. Of course, no one single uh, government entity or um, non-governmental organization can meet all the needs of the people affected by the floods. And so that is where Islamic um, Relief comes in to complement the uh, national efforts in providing relief and long-term uh, solutions and also normalization of lives that were affected by the floods. I want us to zoom into Ategwini municipality because uh, that has been at the tip of everyone's uh, tongues of late. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there's still people who are living in community halls. There are still people who, um, well, in fact, some were even chased out uh, by law enforcement, according uh, to, to reports from community halls that they were housed in. Um, the young children, mothers, fathers, all elderly people have been displaced. And this is really alarming. This is really alarming. I hear you commending, um, you know, national government and so on, but trickling down to municipal level, it seems that there's little to be desired. Well, I think that um, of those reports, um, depending on how you you, um, you take them, it's true. But um, you know, and when I say this, I'm not speaking on behalf of the uh, of the responsible government agencies, but um, from our experience as Islamic Relief. Um, we have worked with uh, councillors in the affected area, in the affected areas where people were housed in community halls. Some of them are so desperate that they were um, accommodated in temporal uh, tents. But I think that um, the, um, the decision to accommodate people in the um, community halls and the temporal tents is a very um, um, temporal um, decision in a very short term. And so I think that Perhaps that comes with uh, challenges of sustaining, you know, the costs, you know, uh, that go into um, into um, into um, sustaining such operations. But I think that, like I mentioned, there's a lot that has to be uh, to be done. Just today, I was in Luganda, where Islamic Relief um, um, plans to implement the second phase of our intervention. I can say, safely say, that there are some people in the hall, very few that are remaining there. Many people in that in that area have opted either to go and live with relatives, or there's been some community members who have uh, you know hosted them. But the community halls are not as um, as, as occupied as they were at the beginning of um, of, of the disaster. Hmm. And in terms of um, some of the aid that is being sent out, not reaching its intended, um, you know, beneficiaries, what can be said about that? Because, uh, you know, again, it is noted (laughs) and reported that some councillors are taking some of this aid for themselves that is supposed to go to the community halls and the affected communities. I mean, this can't be something that is desirable Yes, indeed. I think uh, what you said is highly uh, regrettable because uh, then it 
becomes an infringement of the rights of the people that um, that are in desperate need of uh, such assistance. If somebody is going to um, come in and uh, self-enrich uh, themselves. But unfortunately, I mean, we've seen these tendencies cropping up every time that there's a national disaster or a situation that calls for massive assistance. We all know about what happened with COVID and all that. But I think that speaking from Islamic relief um, perspective, in our planning, our programming, uh, takes into consideration uh, such kind of, um, of uh, tendencies that may prevent um, you know, relief assistance from reaching the targeted um, uh, populations. So we work uh, very closely with uh, the community leadership, and that um, you know, includes councillors, includes uh, religious leaders, includes community leaders, but also our distribution of every aid that we uh, distribute is based on uh, the needs assessment that we conduct in the areas, like what are the emergent um, needs of the people. And also we are very strict when it comes to accountability because we view uh, the resources that are mobilized to respond uh, to these disasters as, um, as, as an amana. In Islam it's called an amana, like custodianship. So accountability is very, very important. So we have all um, mechanisms in place, like, for example, the, um, the uh, distribution registers, and also, at every time that uh, the, um, the relief items are distributed, the Islamic relief uh, members, all um, members of staff and our volunteers are present to ensure that um, such incidences uh, do, uh, do not occur and to just make sure that, you know, 100% guaranteed that the aid that is um, provided goes uh, to the uh, deserving people that have been affected either by a flood or by disease or any other calamity that uh, they are dealing with. A-team, as we're in conversation with Abdullah Zulu, the project manager for the Islamic Relief SA, uh, managing the KZN crisis, um, you can join in on the conversation and give your experiences on the ground. I mean, what have you observed as a person who's in KZN, and how can we best make sure that, uh, you know, everyone who needs the help gets the help timelessly? 011-714-2006, or you can send us a WhatsApp on 0614 104107. Now, Abdullah, uh, this is obviously not from your point of view as uh, the Islamic Relief SA, but from a national and provincial government point of view. A lot of people are seeing um, that this crisis, like many other crises, um, is an opportunity for people to milk the cow. So it's becoming a cash cow because money has been allocated and it was told to the nation, but it doesn't seem that the money is going where it needs to go. Are you, as you know, a person who's on the ground, seeing that the money is being used correctly or are you also seeing that there is at some level some sort of squandering? Well, I think that our observation um, as, as, as part of uh, the sector's that are responding uh, to the KZN emergency is that uh, there's been a lot of pronouncements that have been done by government um, to um, assist the people affected by the floods. I mean, the government um, did uh, promise um, some relief um, to those that were affected by the floods. I think they've also, um, you know, I think assisted Bari 
um, you know, families that could not afford to bury their loved ones. And um, in our overall view is that such pledges um, they've, uh, brought a great deal of relief to those affected. But I think that um, in general, our observation is that uh, there's a lot that has to be done in terms of accountability, in terms of uh, making sure that uh, the resources reach as many people as possible, because while the pronouncements can be made at the national level and you know resources allocated at the national level, if you go down to the ground, you see that the needs are overwhelming. And one of the questions that you begin to ask is that where are these resources going to? And so we hope that um, the um, the government and, and many other you know sectors that are responding to uh, the KZN emergency, uh, particularly the flood, can do a lot to be able to make visible the uh, the outcomes of these pledges, the outcomes of the uh, resources that have been allocated uh, to provide relief, uh, you know, and stabilize the lives of the people that are affected uh, by the KZN flood. Because, like you rightly observed, um, such, you know, calamities, such disasters, they usually attract bad elements in terms of misappropriation of funds, uh, corruption, and, um, and, and uh, you know, all those bad elements that prevent the ultimate uh, beneficiary uh, to get uh, the assistance. So it is our hope that, um, you know, all the interventions and responses to the, to the, uh, to the um, uh, disaster and KZN are actually conducted in a transparent manner and the manner that is uh, accountable not only to the donors of the funds, but to the people on the ground. We need to hear more people coming up and saying, my house was totally damaged by the flood, and um, Islamic Relief, um, you know, I think, assisted me to rebuild. Or I lost an entire family. The government assisted us to to uh, to bury, um, you know, I think our loved ones. So those are the stories that are missing in the entire narrative, and what we begin to hear is the misappropriation of funds and 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 all those bad elements that are that are coming up. Well, even if we are to hear those, uh, you know, great stories of people saying how the relief has come to them, it's still going to sadden our hearts if it's happening in the same vein and at the same time as those who, who are misappropriating funds. We, we can't stand for such uh, bad behavior, especially when there's many South Africans who are currently in need. So in terms of your anticipated um, turnaround time, do you think that, well, what is it? Do you think or feel or have projected when total relief will be brought to all those in KZN? Well, I think that, like I mentioned, the, you know, the magnitude of um, of destruction, you know, to in you know, houses, for example, was very overwhelming. And up until now, I think that uh, people are still grappling with having an estimation of how long it's going to take to be able to normalize the lives of those affected by the flood. But speaking from Islamic Relief side, um, our intervention immediately after the flood started, we responded by uh, distributing the uh, essential um, emergency uh, you know, items that included mattresses, blankets, and uh, food um, um, uh, packs to the affected areas. And this way, in the community halls, in the public tents, so that uh, immediately 
um, we um, uh, provide relief to the people that were affected by the floods. And um, just now, we'll be implementing the second phase of our um, uh, response to the KZN floods, which is the um, reconstruction and um, and 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 um, the health um, uh, promotion of the uh, project. So, Islamic Relief has um, partnered. Uh, um, Islamic Relief South Africa has partnered with Islamic Relief Canada um, to join hands in uh, rehabilitating 35 um, flood damaged houses in the three areas that were badly hit by the floods. That is in Luganda, um, uh, Waybank, and Savannah Park. And so these houses will receive minor and extensive uh, repairs to their houses to restore them to the um, to the um, uh, previous um, state that is um, uh, suitable for human habitation and also uh, promoting dignity of the occupants and uh, respect. Other than that, also, we'll be um, um, doing health and hygiene promotions because one of the biggest effects of the flood has been the damage to um, water infrastructure, uh, electricity. And so most of the areas that were affected by the flood up until now have very erratic, if no supply of water. So through that component, we'll be distributing hygiene kits that will include buckets of water and um, and and soap and uh, hygiene pads also. But again, we'll be distributing um, kitchen sets for those that lost everything in the flood, including our kitchen utensils, so that their lives can begin to normalize. And our target for all these interventions is um, by the end of, uh, of uh, November this year, we should be finished with the rehabilitation of 35 houses and also the distribution of non-food items, the health um, and hygiene community uh, sessions, and also the distribution of water and water kits. And, um, and so that uh, we have given ourselves a limited time frame to be able to respond and, um, and, and contribute to the national efforts to normalize the lives of the people that are affected by the flood. With regard to um, um, the government's response, I'm not too sure what, what uh, the time frame that they're working on, but we hope to see how that turns out. Well, I'm glad that as uh, the Islamic Relief SA, you do have, you know, um, a project plan from what you're explaining to us. And you're working it, it in phases and ensuring that all those that need help are getting it. How can uh, South Africans be able to contribute to your efforts? Well, I think that uh, one thing to note is that Islamic Relief um, um, is a non-governmental organization. It's a non-profit organization. So um, the um, resource mobilization is actually um, um, done from donations from individuals, from the corporate, from families, and, and, and our other you know, international partners. And so from time and again, we have asked people to be able to uh, contribute towards different projects. And, um, and the same thing has happened. We've sent out you know, appeals for people to contribute towards the, um, the project that we are doing, which is the KZN uh, Flood Emergency Response Project. So for details on how um, people can be able to contribute to this noble cause, they can go to the Islamic um, uh, Relief um, uh, website, which is www.islamicrelief.org.
www.ngo.org.za. Um, You'll find all the details and the information that is readily available there. Or you could contact our fundraising team in, um, in uh, KZN or, um, or Jobex or uh, Cape Town. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Abdullah, for joining us. And more strength to your bow, you and your organization, for the great work that you are doing. Thank you very much.